This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the Internet at www.rri.ro channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn and via satellite Eurosat 16A on 11.512MHz vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east, symbol rate 29,950 MHz per second, standard DVB-S2, modulation 8PSK, audio PID 510. We wish you good reception conditions. Hello, I'm Ana Maria Popescu with the news. First, the headlines. The leaders of Romania's ruling coalition are trying to create a new system for energy billing. The Republicans are set to take control over the U.S. House of Representatives following Tuesday's elections. And Save the Children Romania organization was awarded the 2022 European Citizens Prize for its assistance to the children in Ukraine. Romania's ruling coalition convenes today in an attempt to reach consensus with respect to regulating energy prices and increasing pensions. The Social Democratic Party and the National Liberal Party are struggling to reach common ground on these major issues. While the Social Democrats plead for a regulated energy market, the Liberals favor a semi-regulated market. As for public pensions, the Liberals want a 15% increase, whereas the Social Democrats would like smaller pension benefits to be increased by a higher percentage. Meanwhile, on Tuesday, the Chamber of Deputies passed a law on the decarbonization of the energy sector. Also on Tuesday, deputies approved the sale of the country's uranium concentrate reserve to the Nuclear Electrica National Corporation. Both laws will be forwarded to President Klaus Johannes for promulgation. We have more details after the news. The Republicans are set to win the U.S. House of Representatives majority following Tuesday's midterm elections. In the Senate, the race is still tight, with voting ongoing in the western states. According to CBS News, the Republicans won 198 seats and the Democrats 167 seats in the House of Representatives, but ballot counting continues. The shift in the House majority will significantly affect President Joe Biden's agenda in the second half of his term in office, including the U.S. approach of the situation in Ukraine, Radio Romania's correspondent in Washington reports. Final election results may still take days or even weeks to be announced, given the differences in ballot-counting systems and possible court proceedings in the states with more competitive races. The European Parliament last night awarded its 2022 European Citizens Prizes. The 30 winners include the Save the Children Romania organization for its assistance to the children in Ukraine. Since the start of the war in Ukraine, the Save the Children organization has provided basic food products, hygiene, clothing, footwear, children's products, blankets and other immediate assistance products. 
It has responded to the acute needs of immediate humanitarian assistance, information and emotional support, both at the border and in the centers where refugee mothers and children are housed. Awarded every year, the European Citizens' Prize goes to projects organized by people or organizations that encourage mutual understanding between people in the European Union, cross-border cooperation that builds a stronger European spirit and EU values and fundamental rights. The meeting of NATO foreign ministers in Bucharest on November the 29th and 30th confirms Romania's role in the current security context and reflects the Allies' interest in the region. The statement was made by Romania's permanent representative to NATO, Dan Neculescu. He mentioned that Romania hosted a summit in 2008, a meeting of NATO defense ministers and a meeting of the NATO military committee, the organization's highest military authority. The meeting of foreign ministers in late November will be the first of this kind ever hosted by Romania. It will include four sessions focusing on the implementation of the Madrid summit decisions, the war in Ukraine, energy security and partners. Invited to attend the meeting are also Ukraine, the Republic of Moldova, Georgia, Finland, Sweden and Bosnia. The French army is sending 13 Leclerc tanks to the Cinku military base in Romania. The equipment is scheduled to reach the military base in central Romania by rail in about a week. The Leclerc is one of the most expensive tanks in the world, able to hit targets 4 kilometers away while moving at 50 kilometers per hour. France will send to Chingu a total of nearly 150 combat vehicles with complete equipment and ammunition in order to reinforce NATO's eastern flank in the context of the war in Ukraine. The NATO battle group in Romania was created in May and is spearheaded by France. And that was the news. The National Bank of Romania has increased again the monetary policy interest rate. I'm Mihaela Ignatescu with more in this report by Stefan Stoika. The National Bank of Romania made several important decisions on Tuesday. The first concerns the increase in the monetary policy interest rate to 6.75% per year from 6.25%. The central bank also increased the interest rate for the lending facility, as well as the deposit facility interest rate. The bank decided to maintain a firm control over the liquidity on the monetary market and to maintain the current levels of the mandatory minimum reserve rates for liabilities in lay and in foreign currency of lending institutions. At the beginning of this year, the key interest rate was standing at the level of 2% per year. Its increase is explained by the fact that the increasingly expensive electricity and food raised inflation in September to almost 16 percent, above the forecast level, says the National Bank. Inflation is expected to increase towards the end of this year again, to then take a gradual downward trajectory. It will drop below 10 percent only in the first semester of 2024, central bank experts predict. The central bank increased the monetary policy interest rate by 0.5%, taking into account the increase in inflation and the regional context, according to economic analyst Konstantin Rudnitsky. 
Cred că s-a mai luat în calcul situația din Europa Centrală și de Est. Multe bănci centrale din statele vecine au crescut. I think that the situation in Central and Eastern Europe was also taken into account. Many central banks in neighboring states have already increased the interest rate more than Romania. And of course, if you have a higher interest rate, national currency is more attractive. And here I'm thinking about Poland, Hungary, and of course the global context is not to be neglected at all, because it is clear that you cannot stay out of this game if, as it happens, interest rates are rising all over the world, from the United States to the Eurozone. And then the National Bank also joins this trend, and obviously it's normal to do that. On the other hand, there is also good news in Rudnitsky's opinion, namely that the new increase in the key interest rate will not produce major effect in terms of interest rates in the interbank market, which are already above the level announced by the central bank. Konstantin Rudnitsky believes that the current increasing interest rate trend does not benefit at all people or companies who have credits or who want to take out a loan. The evolution of inflation is marked by high uncertainties associated with schemes for capping and compensating energy and fuel prices, the escalation of the war in Ukraine and the associated increasingly severe sanctions. The inflation equation also includes, according to the National Bank of Romania, the level of absorption of European funds, especially from the National Recovery and Resilience Plan and the fiscal policy against the background of the excessive deficit procedure and the general tendency to increase the cost of financing. In its estimates, the central bank reconfirms the significantly higher than expected increase in economic activity in Romania in the second quarter of this year, but indicates a quasi-stagnation in the last two quarters of 2022. Decarbonizing the energy sector is an important point in the National Recovery and Resilience Plan. Stay tuned for more in a report by Corina Cristea. A hot topic this year, the energy sector stirred fires debates in the Chamber of Deputies on Tuesday, where two pieces of legislation were submitted to a vote. The first one was a draft law on shutting down thermal power plants running on coal and another one on selling to Nuclear Electrica the uranium stocks made between 2009-2011. The plan of progressive elimination of coal from the national energy mix by 2032, a stipulation included in the National Recovery and Resilience Plan, sparked heated debates that ended in the full rejection of all amendments tabled by the opposition. The Save Romania Union, USERE, accused PNL-PSD-UDMR ruling coalition that during a full energy crisis is closing down Romanian mines without replacing them with other energy-producing capacities. USERE also reminded that there are 1.4 billion euros worth of European funds for this purpose, money which the government has to attract. The Alliance for the Union of Romanians has also warned that mines should be kept open until an alternative is found. In turn, representatives of the ruling coalition argued that the disbursement of funds under the National Recovery and Resilience Plan 
depends precisely on the adoption of the draft law and gave assurances that emphasis was laid on the extension of the deadline for closing the mines and their replacement with green energy. Following negotiations between the government and the European Commission, all these mines will have to be closed not by 2023-2024, but by 2026-2030 and, in some cases, 2032, according to the Social Democrat Alfred Simonis. The draft law was finally passed by the MPs and will have to be promulgated by President Klaus Johannes. There was also much debate on the second law on uranium. Last year, the administrator of the uranium stock, the National Company of Uranium, entered a liquidation procedure and the last uranium exploitation in Romania was closed. The leader of Aur, George Simeon, said... The purpose was the shutting down of the Crucia mine. People who worked there had to go pick up asparagus in Germany and we vote laws in commissions in Parliament's plenary because there are stipulations in the recovery and resilience plan, stipulations that are impossible to observe and which do us harm. That was George Simeon. On the other hand, the liberal Dumitru Marculescu has explained. The proposed measures contribute both to the smooth functioning of the nuclear power plant in Cernavoda as well as to the diminishing of the Romanian state's financial efforts with security and the depositing of uranium stocks following the liquidation of the National Uranium Company. That was liberal Dumitru Marculescu. This project has also been endorsed by the Chamber of Deputies and has been sent to the head of state for promulgation. And that was our newscast. Time now for Song of the Day. Today we invite you to listen to well-known Romanian singer Andra with an optimistic love song which perfectly illustrates the holiday atmosphere of these summer days.
Hello, I'm Elena Enake. In a tea house located in a more discreet corner of Bucharest Old Centre, a number of young people with Down syndrome invite you in to relax. They are members of the Down Plus Bucharest Association and are volunteering to develop their skills as part of a project carried out together with Social Assistance Directorate of Bucharest, which also provided the venue for the tea house. From Georgia Tabucur, a representative of the Down Plus Bucharest Association, we learned about the objectives of the project, which lasts one year. It's a partnership by which we want to see if these young people with Down syndrome can handle new jobs. We have previously conducted other projects by which we tried to figure out what kind of job they could do and how we could include them into the labor market. We are trying to do this voluntarily for one year, starting now, and we will see what happens in May. By then, we will know for sure which of these young people can do the job of a waiter. Volunteering and not employment was the chosen option because the law does not allow the person with Down syndrome to receive both an allowance for their condition and also a salary. So at the moment, working at the tea house is for them rather an opportunity for learning and socializing, as Georgeta Bukur explains. They welcome any challenge. The tea house idea really made them happy and we try to cover as wide a range of activities as possible to keep them on an active schedule. We keep them away from what could happen if they stayed in the house. I mean that we want to prevent them from gaining weight or falling prey to depression, for example because they are not meant to be alone. And then we looked for ways to get them out of the house and figure out if starting a social business in the future and employing them would be a good idea. It certainly helps them in terms of health as well. It makes them happy to be part of a group. Basically, the association feels like family to them and they enjoy every meeting regardless of its purpose. Whether they come to the tea house, do sporting activities or take dance classes, they come with the same joy. Among the 25 people with Down syndrome enrolled in the project, aged between 18 and 42, 
is the 39-year-old Anka Miron delighted to work at the tea house. I serve customers at the table with tea, coffee, water and juice. I really like it. I get along well with customers and serve them with what they like. I like to ride, to paint, I like sports. All the young people who volunteer at Santi Tea House are very active and involved in various activities like sports, dance and music. Luminita Miron, Anka's mother and one of the participants in the project, told us most of the time parents and children work together. They have many hobbies and also a lot of skills. In addition to the enormous love they share with everybody, because they are very warm, very welcoming, very open, they work with very good results in gymnastics. Sport is something that motivates them and for which they really have the skills. So they participate in special competitions in all categories of gymnastics, ice skating, roller skating and skiing. They like music a lot and they also do folk dances and modern dances. And they don't get tired. Every time they meet, they are very happy. They never say no to a challenge. Although at first glance it seems like a very demanding program, there are ways to reload with energy. Luminita Miron They must be accompanied at all time, but when we see how happy they are and how well they are developing and what skills they are learning, there is no more fatigue for us either. They also motivate us, they give us some of their energy, so we are there with them and we enjoy together every success they have. You find the necessary resources because you know that it helps them develop, a development which fortunately does not stop at birth as initially believed. They are still developing and, as parents, we always have the power for our children. At the moment, the Santi house in the old center is waiting for its customers who want to meet the young people with Down syndrome and chat with them over a cup of tea. Georgetta Bucur Trebuie însoțiți în permanență, dar atunci când îi vedem cât de fericiți sunt și cât de bine se dezvoltă, there are a lot of people who come because they have heard about this project and want to see what is all about. There are people who know what it is about, they know what the Down syndrome means and they come especially to support us. We had the great joy of having a family from Yash visit us. Who had practically come to visit Bucharest and they chose to dedicate two hours of their time to us. At the end of the project, which is next spring, the Down Plus Bucharest Association hopes that the young people will learn the skills required by the job of a waiter and that possible employers will become more receptive towards them. And that has been Society Today. Coming up next on Radio Romania International, visit Romania.
Hello, I'm Cristina Matescu, and today we're going to talk about the cultural routes in the Apusen Mountains. Alba County has four certified tourist routes aimed at promoting the region's cultural and historical sites. Created by the Alba County Council, the routes are promoted by the tourism ministry across the country. In keeping with the requirements of the recognition system, these routes must be designed so as to include convenience of stay and availability of food and beverages, meeting the strictest of standards, as well as the availability of entertainment and relaxation. Located in the west of Romania, in Transylvania, the Apusen Mountains do not stand out for their height, their highest peak being at 1,849 meters, but for the many activities on offer their outstanding natural attractions and the fact that they are home to the only permanent community in Romania to live at an altitude of over 1,300 meters in wooden houses built 200 years ago. Dan Lungu from the Augustin Bena Cultural Center in Alba will tell us more about the cultural heritage and the attractions of the transcultural Apusen route. For many, the Apusen Mountains are tantamount to spectacular landscapes. They are located in the northwestern part of Alba County, along two county roads. The Apusen Mountains area is also known locally as the Switzerland of Romania. One of the most interesting parts here is Erimetea, which has preserved the traditions of the ethnic Hungarian population in the area. The architecture of the buildings is strictly observed. You will see here the white painted houses specific to the ethnic Hungarian architecture and will have the chance to discover traditional dishes, such as goulash made in a cast iron pot on an open fire, which is very popular among visitors to Erimetea. There are also many Romanian traditions in the Apusen Mountains. You will discover the local variety of the Alpenhorn, called Tulnik. Apart from seeing new places, a visit to the area will also allow you to meet people who will make your stay very pleasant. Visitors to Alba County who choose the transcultural Apusen route will also discover a rich ethnographic heritage, from traditional households to churches, roadside crosses, monasteries, ethnographic museums, traditional events and richly decorated costumes, all of which reflect the multicultural nature of multi-ethnic Transylvania. These ethnographic elements are complemented by the natural wealth of the Apusen Mountains. The beauty and rarity of the karstic phenomena here, some of which are unique in Europe, have led to the creation of a protected area of 76,000 hectares, namely the Apusen Nature Park. Apart from the Bears Cave, Romania's best-preserved cave to be open for tourists, the region is also home to the oldest block of fossil ice in Europe, the glacier in Skarishwara. As for accommodation, there are many three- to five-daisy agri-tourist guesthouses to choose from, and in terms of food, there are a lot of ecological menus on offer, with the local pies being some of the most popular dishes. Next in this program, sports. Hello and welcome to the sport feature with me, Elena Enake. In rugby, November is traditionally the month dedicated to test matches between national teams. 
Thus, we can witness high-level matches between squads from different parts of the world, which we could otherwise see only at the World Cup. This was the case of a recent match between France and Australia, held in Paris, won by the latter 30-29. The encounter between Argentina and England had the same outcome, 30-29, in London. The South American team produced a big surprise and brought to the spotlight a new great player, Emiliano Boffelli, the hero of the match who brought his team 25 points. Romania started the fall season with one win, 30-23 against Chile last Saturday in Bucharest. Atil Septar, Mario Simionescu and Camil Sobota scored essays of which two were turned into goals by Tudor Boldor and one by Vladut Popa. Romania made the most of the three penalty kicks through Boldor, two, and Popa, one. Romania's international fall schedule includes another two matches, both held in Bucharest. The first one is on Sunday against Uruguay. The two teams have already met twice this year in July in Montevideo. Romania won the first match 30-22 and Uruguay the second 26-20. On Saturday, November 19, the Oaks hold the last test match of the year. Trained by Andy Robinson, the Romanians will be up against Samoa, one of the most spectacular teams in the South Hemisphere. The squad of Samoa has not started their full campaign on the right foot as they lost to Italy in Padova 17-49. Worth mentioning is that Bucharest will host these days a match between Tonga and Chile and a week later a match between Tonga and Uruguay. Next in this broadcast, it's truly Romanian. I'm Cristina Madescu, and today we'll be introducing you to Mariana Lungu, a singer from Moldavia. Let's begin with a song called In the Hills. Voinic mai 
Mariana Lungu made her debut when she was 17 years old, and one year later she made her first recording for Radio Yash. Let's listen to her next with a love song. Oh 
Mariana Lungu also starred in films, but traditional music continued to be her greatest love. Our next choice today is a song called Music Hills. To end this program, let's listen to Mariana Lungo with a song called My Lover from Asau. Dora 
Coming up next, happening in Romania. Hello and welcome to another installment of Happening in Romania with me, Kalin Kotsoy. We live in trying times and everyone is worried about the future, decrying the fact that we are facing rising risks of pandemics which in turn ruin the economy, compounding the issues that people already face. That is to say, this pandemic is only a harbinger of things to come, because we are sure to face more as the years go by. On the bright side, this pandemic, the worst in a century, hopefully will have prepared us to better face such widespread misery and sickness. At the same time, all over the planet we see a rise in economic inequality, which is now being made so much worse by continuing lockdowns and circulation restrictions in certain places. What is becoming apparent is that disadvantaged groups in various societies are being hit disproportionately hard by the pandemic, whether in terms of rates of infection or in terms of losing income jobs and generally the little economic security they have. This of course is made worse by the worsening climate change that everyone is facing and planning for the future is something that needs to be done with increasing urgency. However, it is essential that in looking to the future we have to learn from the past because as the saying goes, those who are ignorant of history are doomed to repeat it. With that in mind, Even though the future may look grim and unpredictable right now, we would be remiss if we were not to quote the educator, psychologist, and linguist Steven Pinker. In his book, The Better Angels of Our Nature, he begs to contradict accepted wisdom. He starts from the observation that every generation complains about how the world is going to hell in a handbasket, left to the younger generation, which they tend to see as profligate, less educated, and generally lacking values. There is also a general tendency to dream of a golden age that is long gone, a fact that we can see right now being exploited by demagogues and populists all over the world, even in the most unexpected of places. However, Steven Pinker is quick to turn the tables on that argument. 
because he is a brilliant writer of popular science and uses to good effect actual numbers and statistics. According to him, the human race has been making constant progress towards a better life and says that humanity has been improving on a fairly level improvement scale. He talks about the basic anchors of human life, which are, among other things, life expectancy, access to basic necessities, healthcare, education, as well as reduced crime and violence. The latter includes, well, inclusion. As the world is getting smaller and smaller, with better transportation and communication, people come into contact with other tribes much more often, on a larger and larger scale. And although that seems to be a boost to tribalism, in fact, the level of acceptance of the other is increasing, as people mix more and more. Case in point, in the United States alone, the previous president was rooted by family in two continents, and now so does the vice president-elect. At any rate, the argument made by Mr. Pinker is that people seem, by and large, to be following the better angels of their nature, quoting President Abraham Lincoln, a consummate optimist. Which brings us to the point of this edition of our feature. Not much is heard about the issue of minorities in Romania, unless it is when Western European countries complain about crime perpetrated by the Roma from Romania, who go to their countries. One issue that almost never comes up is the issue of other minorities, not necessarily ethnic. One such ignored minority is the LGBT minority, which is conspicuously missing from public discourse, unless some tragedy happens. Also, about once a year, the news channels briefly cover gay pride parades, which have become a regular occurrence. But, unfortunately, the coverage is caused by violence that ensues because the parades are regularly assaulted and sometimes attacked by religious and far-right groups. In spite of that, the status and situation of the LGBT minority in Romania has been improving steadily for at least 20 years, hence the reason to mark it down as a manifestation of the better angels of our nature. That being said, we have to begin with the grim past. Before anyone panics, it has to be said that the situation was not necessarily worse in the territories that are now Romania as compared to the rest of Europe. But, times being what they were, it was no breezy cruise being of a different sexual orientation than the majority. However, things were not always so grim. When the seeds of nowadays Romania were laid down in the second half of the 19th century, a modernized criminal code was passed based on French law, which only mentioned homosexuality in order to criminalize sexual violence. No other punitive measures were on the books for quite a long time. The situation lasted until 1937, when Romania started leaning strongly towards fascism. At that point, homosexuality was criminalized under the criminal code, at a time when the state was also beginning a string of persecution measures against other minorities, such as the Jewish and the Roma, no doubt under the sways of the Nazis in Germany and fascists in Mussolini's Italy. When Romania fell under the Soviet umbrella, it issued totally new legislation, and the new criminal code came into effect in 1948. Under it, being gay or queer basically became illegal, though the language of the law was kept vague enough to justify punitive measures, namely between two and five years in prison. That far, such punishment was under the clause of public scandal, 
but in 1957 the punishment was explicitly extended to the private domain as well. The 1968 revision of the law became much more explicit, slapping a punishment of one to five years in prison for any sexual relations between people of the same gender. At the same time, this law, which, by the way, was unique to Romania among European countries, did not punish homosexuality in itself, which was officially considered a mental illness. Society at large was deeply marked by these attitudes because they also fell in line with the attitude of the Christian Orthodox Church, which back then, and to this day, acts as a guardian of traditional values. Under that volcano of intolerance, it is not surprising that the label of homosexuality was a tremendous stigma, and that was inculcated from an early age in everyone's mind. All this, however, has to be taken with a grain of salt. Just as being gay in public was anathema, in private, many people had a much more tolerant attitude. They were many cases of cover marriages, marriages of convenience where gay people married other gay people to pose as members of a traditional family. Sometimes the cover spouse was not even gay, and many gay women and men had children within wedlock, which added a layer of protection, whether or not their closets were airtight. Many times the authorities turned a blind eye because that was a surefire way of having the person in question on a leash, many times using them as informers under threat of being revealed and prosecuted. But predictably all that changed after the communist state fell in late 1989, but that did not mean that attitudes changed overnight. Romania remains a highly homophobic society. In 1995, the law criminalizing same-sex relationships was still on the books. It was only in 1996 that the main article imposing legal punishment on private same-sex relationships was amended. Romania was at the time in the process of applying for EU membership. This was a great motivator to get rid of the discriminatory law, which eventually was cancelled by the government ordinance issued in 2002. Twenty years later, the only laws that discriminate against same-sex relationships are those that deny marriage equality. The Romanian Constitution's article that defines marriage makes no specific but a reference to the gender of the spouses. You've been listening to Happening in Romania. Focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk. Today's edition of Simply Folk features Ion Cristoreanu, one of the most beloved representatives of the Cluj area in the northwest. As a young man, he used to perform as a soloist of the Opera Hall in Timisoara, but at the age of 24 he settled in Bucharest, where he became a vocal soloist for the famous Ciocarlia Ensemble. 
So to end today's broadcast, we invite you to listen to Ion Cristoreanu with an elegiac song from his native region. Hai clujule vorascultor, nu mă stempăr pășemor. Hai clujule vorascultor, nu mă stempăr Mijlocul primăverii un florit meri și peri. Ai la mijlocul primăverii un florit meri și And with that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next program for Western Europe at 1800 hours UTC on 7350 kHz in the DRM system and on 9770 kHz in analog system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programs tomorrow at 1200 hours UTC on 17821470 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet at ri.ro channel 1. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at ri.ro. Goodbye. <laughs>